Welcome to the Apricity Podcast. My name is Sion Camille. I'm your host. I've never given a proper introduction to the topics that will be covered on this podcast, and I kind of just dove right into it when I started out. I'm a create-from-the-heart type of person, and I never want things to feel forced. I was reading the other night, though, and I think I finally found how I see this podcast being defined. The book I'm reading is called All about love by bell hooks in the book the word spiritual is referred to as the dimension of our core reality where mind body and spirit are one there is an animating principle in the self a life force some call it the soul i really just love that concept of the connection of the mind body and spirit and i guess that's kind of what i'm trying to capture in this podcast is the interconnectedness of everything with all of that being said let's get into this week's episode i am joined by taylor burke who is the founder of my girl wellness and camp conscious we talk all about gut health 101 how to know you have gut health issues a lot of fun stuff in today's episode so let's get into it how are you doing one thanks for having me on this i'm so excited to be chatting with you and seeing your face i'm in my final days of pregnancy i'm about to pop so just really grateful to have gone this far and just feeling so good and just energized for like this next chapter oh my gosh when are you due so I have a scheduled induction for the 16th, so 13 days away, but we've been like trying to get her out of here sooner, naturally. So I'm like sipping on my raspberry leaf tea right now and just doing all the things. So any day now, I'm okay. glad I made it to this podcast. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, thank you for joining me right before. I was so excited. I was like, she's staying in there regardless. <laughs> Tell us all about yourself. Tell us about what you're doing, your business. Yeah, of course. So my name is Taylor Burke. I'm 28 years old. I'm a certified health coach and the founder of My Girl Wellness, which is a women's community and brand dedicated to real girl talk, education, and providing natural solutions to supporting our daily health and well-being as women. We're definitely a community at the forefront. We love to shine a light on topics that aren't discussed enough as women. So we go anywhere from talking about periods to pooping, orgasms, career goals, stomach issues, hormone imbalances, like everything we go through as women, we want to be able to talk about. And if women are too shy or, you know, feeling a little insecure about talking about something, we really want to be that voice of reason for them. And we launched our first line of natural supplements into gut health. And this came from like a personal need, something I struggled with for years. And just the fact that over 70% of women struggle with digestive issues, we really wanted to start with the gut because it's the second brain and because it's in control of so many other aspects of our life. So we created the first innovative um, three-step system to supporting your gut health from start to finish. And I am someone who has just always struggled with gut health. I was a C-section baby. I have been taking the You Go Girl and the digestive enzymes every day. It has just changed my digestion. I can't even believe how much I can eat dairy now. I thought I was severely like lactose intolerant. I've been able to eat dairy. I don't get super bloated after I eat it anymore because I've been taking those after. 
my skin has cleared up because of it. It has really, truly helped me. My Girl is a company that I genuinely believe in and has worked for me. Thank you. That makes me tear up. It's probably the pregnancy hormones, but like, I love hearing <laughs> these stories because it was something that I struggled with for so many years and it is so defeating until you find solutions and you're like, wow, like there actually is a line of sight and I can eat foods that I truly enjoy without feeling like crap after or having these serious side effects. So I love that you're having such a great experience with them and it makes me really happy. When I sought out to kind of create this line of products and I mean my career, we can dive into like my career path and journey and everything that's happened over the past few years, but I always knew I wanted to come out with tangible products to help women daily. And I wanted it to come from like a personal need, something that like was a void in my life that I wanted to fill. Kind of the story behind our gut health products is like, I'm the personal experience. I'm, I was the guinea pig when formulating these products over a year of testing, trial and error. And I was lucky enough to cross paths with a 40 year industry veteran, this woman. And she kind of decided to use me as the guinea pig and be like, okay, you have these crazy issues. Like if you're, if we're on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the worst, you're about an 11. So if we develop products that are gonna work for you, they're gonna work for everyone else out there. I wanted to make sure that the products we came out with met my standards of what I want to put in my own body, which is pretty rare because a lot of companies out there, you know, they'll choose like the cheaper ingredients or the ones just to like quick fixes that have long-term effects. Something that was really important to me was one, like highest quality and then efficacy that they actually worked, but then also that they were non-habit forming because they're such a daily supplement. So all of our products, if you take them, if you fall off track for a few days, or if you just decide to stop cold turkey, it's not going to impact your body in a negative way. So whatever your body was like before, it'll probably go back to that. Especially with the You Go Girl, a lot of people are really intimidated by a product that helps you go to the bathroom. Our You Go Girl is 100% non-habit forming. I always call our products like that helping hand that you need. It's just that extra upgrade. If you take it away, that, that just kind of goes away. There's so many things people can do for gut health outside of taking these supplements. And I'd love to kind of dive into that today too and talk about your journey, where you started. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to talk about that because as a health coach, my number one philosophy is food is medicine first. Heal yourself through food and then supplements are really there to supplement. They shouldn't be your number one um, source of reliability. They should definitely come secondary. So my gut health journey, I want to say started probably in high school, college, and then post-grad. So I always struggled with severe bloating no matter what I ate. Chronic constipation has run in my family forever. No matter how much water, fiber, leafy greens I ate, just always constipated. Low energy levels and brain fog was a huge issue where I would wake up after nine, 10 hours of sleep sometimes and I would just be so exhausted. I would rely heavily on caffeine and I was like, I just don't want to live this life. Like what's going on with me? It really forced me to become really insecure around food and just try to avoid most of it at all costs, which actually is does the reverse effect where it actually creates even more gut issues because when you take so many different types of foods out, your body isn't used to that and it becomes just reliable on a couple sources. And when you start introducing those back in, you can flare up. It just causes so many more issues. So thought I was doing the right thing. I wasn't. So those were the symptoms I was going through. And it really took me to the point of needing this formulator to really truly understand what was going on with my body. What I love most about gut health is that you can heal it naturally on your own and you can kind of self-diagnose. It's very common. Like I said, it's constant bloating, gas, it can be constipation. It can be 
you know, the opposite where you have IBS if you're running to the bathroom constantly. Sleepless nights is a huge, like if you're very restless, you can't fall asleep or you can't stay asleep well. And low energy levels, you're having really bad skin breakouts and just sensitivities if it's like rosacea or stubborn acne. A lot of people think that it's the products. Like, let me just go buy tons of products to put on my face to fix it. In reality, the best way to heal your skin is through your gut. Another symptom is just being really anxious and kind of depressed for no reason. 95% of your serotonin levels are created in your gut and that's your happiness chemical. So by healing your gut, you can also increase your mood, energy levels, your brain, heart, skin health, your healthy weight management, food cravings is a huge part of gut health. So the gut is really correlated to every crucial role in your body, not just digestion, which is something I'm so happy about that gut health is finally getting the spotlight it deserves. I'm a true believer that when you heal your gut, everything else will kind of kind of fall into place as well. I, at 18, just kind of decided to go down a self healing journey because my antidepressants were just not doing it for me. And I actually just did a whole episode on this, my last episode. I decided to come off of them after I started to incorporate things like eating the rainbow and exercising every day, making sure that I'm sweating, drinking enough water. And there's all these things that I feel like we don't doctors don't recommend to us and don't even really address. And gut health is something that should be a lot of the time, the first thing people should be looking at when they're having depression, when they're having skin issues, when they're feeling super tired, when they have the bloating. I had crazy bloating for years. I thought the answer was to cut every food out, which is what most people do. I just got to a point where it was like I was only eating like three foods because I was so afraid of having a flare up from anything. And so I had to learn to slowly reincorporate everything. I would love to know if you did that, how you did that. Absolutely. So it's definitely like a slow and steady pace. I don't you know, recommend anyone ever to be like, oh, I'm just going to start eating all of these foods again because your body is just going to go into a state of shock. But yeah, I mean, I think slowly but surely incorporating the right foods to eat. I have like my own list off just the top of my head of foods that I would recommend slowly but surely eating and introducing again that actually your gut thrives on and then foods. And I hate telling people when they want to heal their gut to cut just here's a list of everything to cut out. I think it's really important to focus on here's a list of foods to incorporate and naturally those other foods will just be crowded out because you're really focusing on the others. So probiotics and prebiotics are really, really crucial when it comes to your gut health. And some people get confused with the difference. And I understand that gut health is such an intimidating and kind of seems like a very dense topic. So our goal with my girl and our products is just to make it, turn it into really easy to digest information, pun intended, easy to digest. Probiotics essentially are the live bacteria in your gut that fight the bad bacteria. When you eat foods rich in probiotics or you take a probiotic supplement, you are adding that army of good bacteria in your stomach to fight the bad. And that's where the imbalance comes in. So when you're overcrowded with bad bacteria, um, it kills the good bacteria. And that unfortunately happens a lot. When you take antibiotics too, a lot of people get sick or have like stomach issues when taking an antibiotic because it kills the bad bacteria that it's supposed to, but it also takes the good bacteria with it. So when you're on antibiotics, it's really important to take a probiotic. So focusing on foods that have probiotics in them, yogurt, sauerkraut, miso. I personally opt for taking a capsule of a probiotic because it's it's so much more easy to find 
those sources of probiotics in that rather than food. But when it comes to prebiotics, prebiotics are there to help feed the probiotics that are already in your stomach or the live bacteria. So you can find those in really common foods. So asparagus, banana, artichoke, garlic, onions, and whole grains. So those are the two kind of like first places I tell people to start with. So like probiotic foods and prebiotic. And then when it comes to fruits and veggies, definitely opt for like the fiber rich, non-starchy ones. Um, and maybe pick a couple at a time. Don't like overcrowd yourself, um, but definitely lean heavily into leafy greens. Um, when it comes to fruit, berries are low glycemic, so they're not going to send your body into a big sugar rush. Um, so focusing on strawberries, blackberries, blueberries, all the berries, citrus fruits as well. Apples, they're super high in fiber, about like, I think it's like 25 to 27 grams of fiber, which your gut thrives on. And papaya is like my favorite because it's rich in digestive enzymes that helps break down and speed up digestion. My favorite way to eat that is just with like lime or making like a papaya boat in the morning. It, it honestly sets your stomach up for a day of success. So definitely love papaya and ginger really soothes the stomach. So if you're ever feeling Feeling, even if you're introducing these foods again, if your stomach's ever feeling like just like off, like I love ginger tea, you can put ginger in, you know, any like lunch or dinner plate if you're doing like a stir fry or just any way you can get ginger. I love also the cubes that you put in smoothies. It's a great way to get ginger. And also beans are a really great source of fiber, tomatoes as well too. So that's kind of where the fruits and veggies come in. And then whole grains are really important. A lot of people are like anti-carbs or they think that they're the enemy they actually your gut absolutely needs them so when it comes to whole grains focus on oats brown rice quinoa and then if you're opting for a bread go for sourdough because it's the easiest bread for our body to digest and whole grain pastas so there's that i'm giving like a full mouthful but <laughs> just it all at you that's so helpful and i know that there's definitely like even me right now i'm like oh i don't eat papaya maybe i need to start like incorporating that in it's so fun to experiment and especially like you love being in the kitchen and making fun recipes and they're they're such simple foods that they're just easy to whip up with you know something very simple it's not intimidating you don't need to make this extravagant meal just like really focusing on what you can do with these foods in like a simple way less ingredients is obviously better and then protein obviously like you your body runs off of protein needs it for the energy and really focusing on like lean protein so your stomach it's it's the easiest for your stomach to digest and just I would focus on ground turkey, um, salmon, eggs, chicken, shrimp, if you eat meat. Otherwise, obviously tofu or beans if you're vegetarian or vegan. And then healthy fats is really important. So avocado, nuts, nut butter, olive oil. Like don't be shy with that olive oil. It is so good for you. And kind of the bottom, like herbs and spices. If you want to spice things up, turmeric is really good with inflammation for the body. So when your body flares up from gut issues, turmeric is great. Cinnamon helps drop carbon dioxide levels in your stomach and aids with digestion. I put cinnamon on everything. Put it in my coffee. I put it on like my almond butter toast. Like it's just so good with everything. Like I said, ginger, it helps soothe the stomach and just reduce nausea. And then oregano, it's antimicrobial for the gut. That's another good one. So really incorporating those, choosing a few at a time, seeing how your body feels, just checking in with your body. And if it's starting to feel good, just like really focusing on what feels best for you. How do you feel after this meal? And symptoms and side effects, once you eat a meal, you could feel those side effects two days later. It's not the same day. So even keeping like a little journal, if you're into that, on like how you're feeling based on what you're eating, is super helpful. 
I love when people are able to like give so many recommendations with food, but I also think it's important to just know that if you see someone else eating something every day on Instagram and you feel like you have to eat that way in order to attain a certain body or attain a certain level of health, you don't. You don't have to eat things you don't like. Your body actually recognizes that as a form of stress too, because you don't like it. There's so much that goes into this stuff. And so it's hard to say that there's like one fix all for everything. But I wanted to talk about stress a little bit and just how that can play a role with the gut too. I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people don't understand that we'll talk about like reduce your stress levels. It's good for the body, but it is actually one of the biggest triggers of gut imbalances and the mind and the stomach have such a direct correlation and they send signals to each other. And something that really resonated with me was when I learned that, you know, when you're going to like a traumatic experience or something that's super stressful and you feel stick to your stomach and it can actually send you to the restroom or it can make you feel like you're going to puke. That is a direct reflection of like your stomach and gut talking to each other. So when you're stressing your, your mind out, you're stressing your stomach out, making sure that you are finding your way of reducing stress. And people are always like throwing meditation out there and this and that. For me personally, meditation isn't a top priority for me because my mind, when I try to slow down, my mind goes crazy. So I can meditate for a few minutes, but I can't do those 30, 45 minute meditations. And I used to try, and it's almost like the same thing you were talking about, like forcing yourself to eat certain foods. Like I tried forcing myself to do certain things to reduce my stress and it just wasn't for me. And it would make me frustrated and make me more stressed. So my number one recommendation around stress is like, find what works for you and just run with that. And that could be anything that could be for me. It's getting outside for fresh air and walking. If I hit a roadblock or like, you know, that 3 p.m. slump and I'm stressing out at work, always fresh air and a walk. And that might not be for other people, but that's what works for me. Lean into breathing exercises if that works or just read a book, whatever that is, find your why of like what helps you de-stress and just focus on that because it is so, so important with healing your gut issues and just keeping them in check. I bet a lot of people can relate to you on meditation because sometimes it's really hard when you're in a high state of stress to just get to that point of stillness where you can even sit with it. If you're struggling with meditation or just like starting to meditate, one of the best things to do is go for a run, do some type of high intensity exercise actually. And then after, once you've gotten that energy out of your body, Try to do a two-minute meditation, a five-minute meditation. It's all about starting small. I agree. I think having those little micro goals and starting small, you know, it's better to do 20% of something than 0% because you're intimidated by the 100%. I think meditation is so beneficial. So it's like, I'm not knocking it. I think that and yoga and slowing down is important. It's something I'm working on, but like finding that starting point of like that two to three minutes has been like crucial for me. Working out and walking, those are forms of meditation. You are kind of achieving the same goal, finding your different variant of it, I think is really important. And just focusing on those small little ways that you can incorporate it rather than the big picture definitely helps. I'd love to know what are some of your other favorite stress relief activities? Putting my phone as far away from me as possible. <laughs> um, I think definitely, I mean, journaling is, I think is, is great. A lot of people do it. A lot of people have yet to try it, but we all know about it. Putting your thoughts on paper for me, it just makes it when we're stressed or anxious, it's, it seems so much bigger when it's all in our head. 
finding your way of getting it out there through writing. If it's in your notes, I'm such a note taking person. I'll write it. If I don't have a journal, I'm on my phone so much for work and just life that like notes is really big for me too. When you put out your issues on paper and you're able to read them, you're able to organize them. You're able to create action plans off of them. So like problem solution and action steps, how am I going to get through this? It helps it not seem so intimidating and big in your head when you can like actually see it. A lot of people resort to like, oh, I'm just going to unwind with like Netflix or watching movies and stuff. You're actually not shutting off. You're still focusing and you're fully engaged in that. And it might help you a little bit, but it's not as beneficial as you think. It really takes stepping away from all technology to fully shut off. So I'm getting, trying to get better at that, but definitely walking in, I think getting your thoughts on paper is what works best for me. Destimulating. That's like the best thing. I love the notes app. I also really like doing my voice memos, just going for a walk, talking to my voice memos. People think you're on the phone. They don't know that you're talking to yourself. It's also really fun to like listen back to. That's amazing. I've never done that. That is so highly recommend. (laughs) I'm definitely trying that. I, I walk all the time, so why not? It's really nice too because a lot of people don't have the resources to go to therapy and they also don't always have their therapist accessible. And so it's just a good way to get thoughts out of your head. I'd love to know more about what you've learned from starting your own company. Well, it's funny because my girl was actually born from one of the biggest turning points in my life and career. Before My Girl, I was running Camp Conscious, which was our women's wellness retreat and experience brand, which is now under My Girl, but I was putting on these retreats in the US and Mexico. They were in person where I'd bring women together. I'd bring founders of brands to come out and give discussions on different topics like entrepreneurship, like gut health, hormones, whatever their kind of company was based off of that. I brands that I truly believed in, you know, fitness trainers to lead workouts. We do spa days, anything to really tap into the mental, physical, and emotional well-being. And just a nice, sweet escape to come together to meet like-minded women and build these great connections. Because as we get older, it's really hard. I call it like friend dating and adult dating. And it, it's it's hard to make friends when you're an adult. So this was like my perfect way. It was something that was a need that I had to feel like, where am I going to meet people that are similar to me that have the same interests? That's how Camp Conscious was born. I was running with that. It was doing so well. And then COVID hit. Our business was based off of people coming together. And overnight, this business that I built and scaled and was so ready for 2020 completely crashed and burned overnight. Zero source of income. All of my deposits for the year were paid for. Just everything in, in the blink of an eye was just at a standstill. And that was incredibly hard. It was March, 2020 when everything stopped. I always knew I wanted to create my girl. I was kind of like messing around with it. It was like a passion project on the side. I knew I wanted to come out with supplements. I had started in Jan, 2020 just, but I never had a timeline because of, I was so busy and caught up in camp conscious. And I was a, pretty much a one woman team. I had one person working for me. You know, I saw that as kind of like a failure, like, oh my gosh, I built this business and now I'm no one. Now everything I built was just stopped and who knows when it's going to change. And obviously I was down in the dumps for like a little bit, but there comes a point where you kind of got to take, you have to accept the cards you were dealt. And so I just decided to look at it more as like an opportunity to focus all of that time into my girl. So from, I spent the next year focusing on my girl, creating these formulas, testing them out, really deep diving into this wellness space and doing so much research and trying out products and seeing what was working, what wasn't and finding the empty spaces in the market of where I could provide value. And it was, I learned so much in that year, just taking that into my own hands. I launched my girl Jan 2021. And so it really came from that 
turning point, you know, so many people lost everything. I think that's one of the biggest recommendations is like when you're faced with such a roadblock um, in your personal, professional career, instead of being like, why is this happening to me? Where is this taking me? What am I, what am I going to learn from this? How can I pivot? It's happening for a reason. And I'm so grateful for, it sounds really bad, but like, I'm so grateful for like COVID happening in the grand scheme of things. Like obviously it was a terrible time for everyone, but for, you know, that sometimes reroutes people. And that's where my girl came from. So I'm so grateful that I was hit with that, that roadblock because it would have never led me to where I am today. And I mean, I've learned more in the past year of business than I have in my entire life. I started my first business at 25. I started Camp Conscious. So I'm the first to admit that I had no experience going into it, but for anyone who is young and career driven, has a passion project that they're wanting to pursue, anyone who wants to do something but doesn't know where to start, just start, just do it. I knew nothing. I found an expert team to help me with the formulations because obviously I couldn't do that. I just knew my personal need. As long as you kind of have that fiery urge inside of you to chase something and the willingness to kind of just learn along the way, that's what will keep you afloat and keep you going every single day. Wow, that's such an example of staying present when you're in a really hard situation because you kind of just have to like look at what is in front of you and just say okay what is my next step that is gonna push you forward in the moment I'm sure everyone knows the same but like nothing changes if nothing changes you know so like you really have to make those changes and take initiative otherwise you're gonna be standing in the same place and kicking yourself later on so even if you don't know where to start or what you're doing just do something make those baby steps chip away at something sure you're allowed to be upset you know if you feel like you failed at something which like I don't believe in failure there's obviously obstacles and roadblocks but those are the moments where you learn the most if everything worked out easily for you you wouldn't know much those moments where you actually have to get creative and be like, okay, I'm stuck in this sticky situation. How can I get myself out of here? That's where the most growth comes from. I personally love those roadblocks. Yes, they're stressful and whatnot. Probably throw off your gut. Um, <laughs> but I think those are really the pivotal moments. And leaning into your support system, that's what they're there for. It's so much more rewarding when you go through struggles. And when you get out of them, you're so much more appreciative of where you're getting. And I love what you said about not liking the word failure. We're constantly on this one path. Maybe we have a greater goal in mind, something we're working toward, but then we end up taking all these other little paths that we didn't expect to find along the way that might lead us to something even greater than what our initial destination was. A lot of people probably listening are at a point in their life where they're trying to figure out what's next or where they're supposed to go, that is a really good thing to keep in mind. It's okay if you try something out and maybe it doesn't work or maybe it takes you down another micro path. And it gives you the tools you need to be where you are in the future. I mean, without without all of those, I wouldn't be able to have you know those little skills under my belt that got me here. It sounds like you're very tuned into your intuition. Oh, 100%. And I'm a cancer. I'm very intuitive. I feel a lot of things. And it's taken me a lot, a lot of time to realize, like, to listen to that and trust it because sometimes I feel insecure or I doubt it. And those times when I've doubted my intuition and just like my gut instinct, I've learned like very humbling lessons. Um, <laughs> and the more you trust your intuition, I think the more you get comfortable in doing so and you realize like, oh, I felt that for a reason. You don't have to be like, oh, I have nothing tangible to attach this feeling to. You're allowed to run with that because you're feeling it inside. It's for a good reason. Oh, 100%. I don't think you're intuition ever lies to you and sometimes our intuition tells us things we just really don't want to hear okay you said you're a cancer i always ask people 
what their big three is on this podcast. Do you know yeah. what your big three is? Okay. So I always joke that I feel so robbed in uh, truly understanding who I am as a person. I'm South African. I was born in South Africa. My whole family is. They never put my timestamp on my birth certificate. And it's something I've pestered my mom about for so long. I need my time of birth. I need to find out more about my chart. And people like think I'm like crazy, but I feel so robbed of that. So I don't fully know. I know I was born in the morning. I say around 7 a.m. So it's hard. I can't like fully say it with confidence. Definitely a cancer true and true. I'm a cancer moon. So whenever I meet someone who's a cancer, I'm like, I know you feel things deeply. <laughs> I understand. It's a blessing and a curse because us cancers, um, we run off of other people's energy and emotions. When someone is so excited, I feel that excitement for them. But if someone's hurting and so sad, I feel so hurt and sad inside. So it's that double-edged sword where it's so great because you get to experience the highs with others, but then you also feel the lows and sometimes you can't get out of that. So overall, I love being a cancer. I'm a little emotional sometimes and you know, we can get a little moody, but very nurturing. It's probably why you're doing what you're doing now because a lot of cancers go into healing career paths. Like a lot of them are doctors. A lot of them are just different forms of healers. So it makes so much sense that you're doing what you're doing now. It really lights me up inside. My biggest passion or like think just what's so re rewarding in my life is like making other women feel happy and fulfilled and energized and confident. Those feelings I get from it. So I definitely feel like I'm chasing my calling. I always ask on Instagram, Instagram to have my guests ask their followers to ask them kind of a speed round Q&A. Do you plan to venture into other areas outside of gut health? Yes, 100%. I'm so excited. We're actually in the thick of formulating a ton of products right now, and they are in completely different categories of gut health. I can't say what they are, but I'm hoping we can launch them all this year. I'm just so excited about them. We're testing them out. I'm so excited. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> How to not let the fear of failure get in the way of starting a project. I think like I said before, failure is something that is inevitable, actually something that you can benefit from. And it's not typically failure. It's a learning lesson. And that's where you're going to gain your most insight and growth. So don't fear it. It's going to happen, but you're going to find your way out of it and just try to not let that hinder your path. It's sometimes good to be feeling fear because that means you're living outside of your comfort zone, which is where exciting parts of life began. The best, I think, thing to tell yourself when you're feeling a lot of fear is, okay, I can feel the fear and I'm gonna do it anyway. I always ask myself, okay, okay, I'm, I'm fearful of this. What is the worst case scenario? And if I can live through that, I'm fine. Advice for steps to take in your career when you don't know where to start. I think network, network, and network. Go do all the things, put yourself out there. When I moved to New York with no friends, no job, no place to live, no nothing. And I was first starting out camp conscious. My number one thing that helped me was just putting myself out there. I'm an extremely introverted person and it was so hard for me, but I met more people and, you know, learned more in that year than I had in my entire life. And each person you network with and you meet leads you to somewhere else. So if you don't know where to start, invite someone to coffee, reach out to them on Instagram. Don't be shy. Like we should all as women, there's room for all of us to succeed. My girl's philosophy is kind of like when all of our community succeeds, we succeed. Community over competition. We hear it all the time. Really when we put ourselves out there to help others, like we get that back. So definitely network is my number one 
if you don't know where to start, ask someone for advice, message people on LinkedIn, ask them to go to coffee. People love talking about themselves, you know? So if you ask to hear someone's story or insider advice, like most of the time they'll be willing to offer it. You just really have to get comfortable with asking. I am right now trying to get myself to reach out to more people to be guests, but I'm super scared. So I think I needed to hear you say that just now. People would love, love, love to be on your podcast. I'm putting all that energy out there for you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I have full faith in what you're doing. And I think people can find so much value talking with you and just being a part of this too. Oh, thank you so much. That's so sweet. I also really like what you said about just valuing community over competition, because I will say in my life and my career and pretty much everything I've ever done, the thing that has helped me the most is when I really just try to embody love and supporting other people, honestly wishing the best for them. And when you put that out into the universe, the universe rewards you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I had so much fun recording with you. And I know that so many people are going to be able to take away so much from this. So I appreciate it. Good, good. And I know we chatted about the products a little bit and you have a code, right? So if anyone wants to try the product, it's Sion15, right? And reach out to me with any questions around like gut health or like starting my girl entrepreneurship, whatever. I'm such an open book. I love bonding. So you can respond on my girl wellness or my personal is at Taylor Burke where I'll be sharing like my mommy life and just, you know, my day to day. Love your friends. See you on. And Taylor.